Welcome to Here We Grow, a grassroots podcast by Southwest Georgia Farm Credit focused on education and inspiring growth down on the farm, at home, and in rural communities. Whether you're a farmer or farm her, advocate, land lover, or southern dweller, we have industry experts and homegrown leaders ready to share their insights with you. Thanks for listening. Here we grow with our first episode of our new podcast. From all of us at Southwest Georgia Farm Credit, we are glad you tuned in. I'm your host, Billy Billings, a relationship manager and loan officer. And with me today is CEO and president of our association, Pax and Pornament. And later today, Commissioner Gary Black will be joining us as well. Thank you. All right, Paxson, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then about Southwest Georgia Farm Credit? Yeah, great. Thanks, Billy. I'm actually Paxton Portavent, born here in Bainbridge, Georgia. I went to Bainbridge High School, uh, then attended college, graduated from the University of Georgia. I was fortunate to be able to move back to the rural area of Bainbridge. So uh, glad to be here and uh, glad to be on your podcast. Thanks for joining us. Paxton, from what you've seen this year in agriculture, what do you see is, I mean, our area and agriculture in general, what are the, I guess, the uphill battles we have in front of us and what do you think are solutions you see coming down the pipeline well i would say the 22 season has been pretty challenging obviously the year kicked off with higher input prices uh fertilizer reached levels we hadn't seen in years past but but all the inputs uh and the expense associated with those inputs have been higher than they've ever been chemicals uh fuel so uh, it was a very challenging time entering the production season Fortunately, we've seen a little higher uh, commodity prices. Uh, both cotton, peanuts uh, have been a little bit higher this year, which is good. They hopefully offset uh, some of that increased uh, expense for the farmers. But I would say that's probably been the biggest challenge this year. Um, obviously, past over the past couple of years, there's been other types of challenges, whether it been, it's been the uh, – challenges associated with with the storm michael uh back in 18 um, and also challenges associated with trade you know and trade policies um a lot of what china does impacts what's happening here in the state so uh those have been challenges and that that's an ongoing challenge the trade uh trade issues uh, but again the current challenge is the expenses associated with producing a crop uh hopefully that's going to be offset with the higher pricing and uh but there'll be continued challenges. I mean, costs aren't going down as we've seen in other uh, industries, and uh, so I would anticipate that to continue to be a, a problem over the next five years. Hopefully, we'll have a good trade policies, a good farm bill that'll help us uh, continue to, to, to grow those commodity prices to offset that. So, all right. Before Commissioner Gary Black joins us today, we're going to go over a little bit of a history of the farm credit system. Um, and how we came to existence, and then how we kind of there's a farm credit that covers every county in the United States, and um, Southwest Georgia Farm Credit is blessed to cover the southwest portion of this state. But Paxton's going to tell us a little bit more about our mission and how we're blessed to serve y'all. Yeah, Billy, many of our listeners may not know that farm credit has a very long history. Our organization was formed in 1916 to serve the needs of agriculture in rural communities. That makes us 106 years old, and very few companies have been around that long. Uh, as a matter of fact, less than 1% of all companies reach the 100-year mark. Uh, puts us, again, an elite company of those that have uh, achieved 100 years plus are companies like Coke, UPS, Boeing, Harley-Davidson, Kellogg's. Uh, so as you might expect, we are very proud of our sustainability. And 
I firmly believe our sustainability is a result of our mission to serve uh, such a critical industry like agriculture. And our employees, they have a desire to help those farming families in rural communities. So you don't have to be a farmer to become a member of Southwest Georgia Farm Credit. We do have several different types of products, mainly are uh, ag-driven, but we do offer home loans as well. So please do check out our mortgage lending um, wing because they're they're great people. they got great products, great rates. And as you know, rates are on the rise. And let's lock you in one while they're still low. All right, we got a few questions from our social media poll. I'm going to go ahead and go through those. Um, and like I said, you can go onto our website, our social media, Instagram, Facebook page, and answer our polls, and we could read off your questions on the podcast. Um, the first one I'm going to read off to you is, do you continue to see trends in organic farming? And I'm going to, for each of these questions, I'm going to give you my answer, and then I'll let Paxson chime in. Um, for organic farming, um, there are the challenges that, I mean, come with organic farming. Organic farming, I mean, you, you lay off on the, your fertilizers, your pesticides. I mean, that's the definition of organic. Well, what comes with that? Um, the challenges that the, not using those items and inputs that comes with. I mean, you, you, you have more pests. You have a lower yield. Um, it definitely is a, a challenge, but the product um, does get the end price. I mean, you, you go in the grocery stores, you see your your head of lettuce is not organic, and you see your organic head of lettuce. The, the, the price is definitely higher there. Um, and um, so as far as trends, I do see it going more. As far as commercially, I mean, it's tough to be an organic commercial farmer. I'm not going to lie there, but um, it is doable, and um, we'll stand in there behind you as your loan officer and try to help you get your dream done. And, Billy, I, ex- I absolutely agree with your uh, comments there. I think both organic and locally produced goods are going to continue to be the trend. Uh, people are very more conscientious about where their food is coming from. Um, let's face it, our farmers are tasked with feeding millions and millions of people, and they rise to that challenge. And to do that, it requires certain practices uh, that you mentioned with both chemicals, fertilizers, and uh, pesticides and things like that to make that happen. Uh, but there are those uh, that continue to, to uh, have an interest in where their food is coming from, want to ensure it's being sourced locally and organic. So I definitely see those practices continue to grow. And this is the first episode of Southwest Georgia Farm Credits Podcast, Here We Grow. We're going through questions from our social media poll. And we're on question number two. If I buy land and need equipment to work it, can I get it all my financing from you, or do I have to go to another point of contact? Well, the answer is yes. We're a one-stop shop when it comes to anything agriculture-related and needed. We can do term notes for your land loan as well as term notes for your equipment. We offer farm credit leasing as well as another option for your equipment. But basically, if you come to me as your relationship man- manager or any other relationship manager that works with Southwest Georgia Farm Credit, um, we'll be able to put into plan um, – a financing options that should and hopefully be able to feed and need all of your um, farms input input requirements as well as um, your family's needs but as far as land and equipment we want you to go nowhere other than southwest georgia farm credit and then on to our third question is there Billy, a- i would like i would like to add i think you hit the nail on the head with our uh, with our the products that we have to offer but I would also like to say, in addition to those financing products, uh, just as important is the expertise we bring uh, when prescribing those products. I was doing the math the other day, and I believe our average loan officer has more than 15 years' experience. We actually have one loan officer that's got more than 50 years' experience. So in addition to getting a product that might need 
uh, meet the needs uh, or whatever it is that you may have. Uh, we also bring a lot of expertise to help prescribe those products. So I think that's one of the advantages that we uh, definitely bring to a person's operation. I completely agree. And that's why we refer to our loan officers as relationship managers because it doesn't sign when, stop when we got ink to paper. We, uh, we pride ourselves in circling back with our customers, checking on them, checking on their, their new needs. And um, we don't like to disappear and fade off into the distance. We like to stay, stay relevant and stay in front of our customers because we know in agriculture there's always rising needs and concerns, and we want to be here to help tackle those. Our third question from our social media poll, is there a minimum acreage I have to purchase to get financing through farm credit? And the answer to that question is no. Um, if you are purchasing something less than 10 acres, um, it will fall into what we call a consumer loan or maybe home loan um, intention. So if, if the acreage is that small, there will be further questions asked. But anything 10 acres and above, we are, um, and 10 acres below, we are willing to look into and help finance the purchase of. Just know that if it's less than 10 acres, we will probably need to dive a little bit, little bit deeper, um, just to make sure that the the end intentions of this purchase aren't to to build a home. And if they are, we do do construction to permanent financing, but um, it's just a little bit different and more intuitive process. If you're just tuning in today, um, this is your host Billy Billings. I'm a relationship manager and loan officer out of our Camilla office, and with me today is CEO and president of our association, Pax and Portament, as well as joining us shortly will be. Georgia Ag Commissioner, Mr. Gary Black. Hey, good afternoon, Commissioner Black. This is Billy Billings. How are you doing today? Good, Billy. How are you, sir? Well, joining me today is Paxson. I'll let Paxson say hello real quick. Hey, good afternoon, Commissioner Black. It's great to have you. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Well, um, I'm sure you've been filled in, but this is our first episode of our podcast, Here We Grow. Um, it's a, a new venture for us. We're hoping to provide some more value to our borrowers as well as future customers or just locals in the, uh, our rural ag community surrounding us. But um, we just wanted to bring on somebody like yourself that just has so much history and expertise with uh, the state agriculture and just knowledge of the industry. So we really appreciate you coming on today. Just, I mean, I'm going to let you take the floor for a minute just because you're a man of wisdom. Um, just kind of tell me where you, what do you see uh, going on in ag right now um, in the state and uh, what's your overall outlook for this year's crop? Well, well, first, I mean, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of the first uh, edition. I'm sure it's going to be something if it does. If this continues in the rich tradition of Southwest Georgia Farm Credit, everything you do is is uh, uh, is, is just very professional and they're very uh, uh, provide great value to those who are your members and uh, really at the service to the industry. So thanks for letting me be a part of it. I, I am absolutely certain, the more and more I think about it, that uh, Charles Dickens most certainly was a farmer. Uh, otherwise, he, he would have never written In a Tale of Two Cities. It never started it by saying it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. Uh, isn't that kind of the way it is most every year? Uh, there, there are ups and downs. There are... Uh, uh, y'all are right now uh, might like to have uh, a, even though you're seven days away from the drought, uh, most anywhere in the state of Georgia, I know y'all have had an abundance here lately and I've had some friends down in some of your borrowers say, you know, I wish you'd let up. 
I, I'm sitting up here in Commerce, Georgia, praying for a rain today. Uh, so it, 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 it's all over. I, I, I feel that uh, I was at a meeting yesterday. Uh, the chairman of both uh, uh, here uh, uh, committees on agriculture and state legislature had their annual kind of mid uh, mid year family reunion, and uh, we, we we we've done that uh, prior to this broadcast. And and I, you know, everybody's no doubt concerned about prices, concerned about inflation, concerned about the impact of their families. But I, but you still see that ribbon of optimism that that does uh, that, that agriculture producers are have to have, uh, and that's a, I saw an East Georgia farmer that said, well, you know, we the corn was a little off, we've got a great cotton crop. I think he said they had some uh, what, cotton was one twelve, one fourteen. Uh, I, I think they've 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 got some booked in the teens, and uh, and uh, you know uh, they didn't tap out you know in the mid twenties like other you know, people, but still he was just saying you know we're we're going to do okay at that. Uh, now, lest anyone say, wait a minute, I'm not doing okay. That, that that's that's the issue. It's just it's it's a uh, uh, we'd love to see an across-the-board success story in 2022, but there's no doubt these 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 prices and fuel, this fertilizer, the labor situation uh, has us probably a, a more on the edge uh, in times I can remember. Just you know, we're we're holding on from the we're holding on for today. We're holding on for 22, but but you you just. We're on a year-to-year basis of just wondering what's going to happen, and that's a, a that's a very precarious situation to be in as a, a farmer with so much risk. So many of your so many of your borrowers have had you have a lot riding with them, and uh, you'd like like for there to be a little longer view with respect to optimism, but perhaps a. Uh, you know, perhaps for the Lord's going to bless, and I uh, hope, and uh, we just be able to get this crop in and still chalk up 2022 with all its uh, challenges. Still, some uh, a ribbon of optimism that uh, that we have to latch on to. With that, mm-hmm. what would be your advice to farmers? And and uh, obviously, uh, advocacy uh, things that we can do at Farm Credit, Farm Bureau to advocate for our farmers. Uh, just the past five years demonstrate the the need for a strong farm bill and, and uh, support programs. But what would be your advice for sustainability moving forward? There's a, there's, there's an element of, of, of where history repeats itself. Or, I don't know that it repeats, but it, it sure does rhyme a lot. It, it, so some of these suggestions are no different than the first time I ever made a speech as an FFA kid, you know, and, and so you keep hoping and, uh, I do think one of the things that's kicked in with some of our disasters, a lot of the attention that's been paid to agriculture the last few years, then with COVID, and uh, is that I think more and more Americans uh, are are you know picking up on the important role that agriculture plays in national security. I think you know I've, we've tried to pound that message quite a bit, but I'm sensing that. Uh, you know, even you know, people in a in a suburban situation in Atlanta are uh, they experienced during COVID 
uh, uh, something they'd never seen before, and that was some empty shelves, and that really rocked, I think, a lot of people to the core. Well, I think we as producers have got to seize that every time we have an opportunity, we need to seize it, you know, to build in the relationships with those folks that are just not in our meetings. Farm families, they've got little league and soccer, too. And, and so, and by gum, we're producers of food and fiber for this globe. And that's an honorable profession. And it and it's a necessary one, and we can't really we can't state that with arrogance, but we do have to state it in a way that uh, I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm just a farmer." You know, no, no, you're not not just anything. That, that is uh, the noble calling that we have as producers. I think building those relationships outside our uh, uh, not just the personal ones, but political relationships. That, that cut across party lines, that cut across uh, backgrounds, that's a r- r- still an ongoing challenge. You know, my message to your members would be that no one can tell their story. No Southwest Georgia Farm Credit member can tell their story better than that member themselves. I can't tell it. I can, I can push the envelope and help tell it. Uh, you can but nobody so I think that that more owning our industry, owning the relationships that are beyond our farm gate are going to be very, very important in the future uh, because there's there's fewer of us and more of them. They like us. They like they like farmers. They get confused about farming sometimes. Uh, so, but who better to tell that job than your lending member? You're the per- uh, the person you serve, perhaps the person listening to this as a producer. Nobody tells your story better than you, but you, I do believe we're going to have to tell that story more as we, we uh, move on in the rest of this decade. Oh, I completely agree. Like that, like I said earlier in this podcast, we pride ourselves here at Southwest Georgia Farm Credit on being listening loan officers. I mean, it's up to us to get done what you want to get done, and so I had one of the customers that i look up to the most uh i've been doing this for about four years now but i'm still somewhat new in my mind but one of the one of the customers i look up to the most the other day said billy farmers are the first to feel um inflation and they're the last to feel it um and i couldn't believe i couldn't stand by that statement more it kind of hit me later on as i was driving um because of rising rates rising input cost um they feel it across the board and as i've been with farm credit i came with a uh, an ag background somewhat my grandfather was a farmer my mom's an ag but in- until i really started working here and understanding the the ins and outs of each and every farm operation that i'm fortunate enough to deal with i, I really didn't see it until i became a loan officer and um so my question is obviously rates are uncontrollable and it seems like input prices are but do you see our imp- input and supply issues changing in the future more importantly to chemicals fertilizer potash and stuff along that lines I think there's one recorded quote from John Fitzgerald Kennedy, uh, uh, President Kennedy. There was one recorded quote of him having something to say about agriculture. He told a group one time that, uh, that the farmer was the only person he knew that uh, that bought at retail, sold at wholesale, and paid the freight both ways. That's just as True today is the day he uttered uttered those those deals. So it's it's a squeeze. Uh, the markets respond with this 
you know, with technology and everything, uh, there are some of those disruptive things that are taking place right now that that might help balance some of this out. I, I still think inflation is a huge problem when we continue as a government to spend way more. And uh, deficit spending, I think, is, a, is in the top three of our nation's greatest problems. And if we don't get the discipline to get those types of things in control that where agriculture is certainly being impacted by. Uh, that, that, but that's an issue where it's not exactly an agriculture policy. It's an overall macroeconomic policy. But agriculture would respond very favorably if, we, if I believe, if we were to have the discipline to take our medicine now so that the next generation it could benefit, but uh, but I fear right now we're we're uh, that. But if we could do that, I think it. Uh, those, I think those are the things that must if we're going to save this republic. Oh, I completely agree, and that kind of segues perfectly into my next question. Um, one of our points of emphasis here at Southwest Georgia Farm Credit, as well as farm credit across the nation, is our young, beginning, and small farmers. And uh, I get questions all the time. Uh, Billy, how do I get an ag? How do I start a farm? And, and and it's really tough. I mean, and I don't have the answer, um, and probably no one in this room does. But if you were, if you could tell you back in the early seventies or our young beginning small farmers of today, what what are ways that they can help themselves to go out and whether it's typical row cropping or um, the new hot wave of agritourism in the state, what are things that they can do to better themselves? Um, to, I guess, essentially get to where they want to be to start their venture and to, to get in ag if they're not in ag. Right. I mean, you may have some listeners of this podcast that, that absolutely disagree with this, and, and that great. We live in a land of, of freedom. But, uh, you know, if you look at little pockets of, uh, of opportunity, they are there. Uh, I... I if, if boy, you had a prospective person that came to you and said, Billy, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I want to get started and I want to grow 1,500 acres of peanuts and 2,000 acres of cotton and, uh, you know, and 400 acres of corn and 150 mobile cows. Can you help me? Well, I mean, uh, I mean, the magnitude of that is, is beyond reach uh, unless you're uh, – that young man or young lady is uh, successful in attracting each other uh, where uh, one of their parents is, is already in that, and then you have something to start with. That's very difficult to start at scratch. But I, I, if a young farmer today ha- uh, had something that was secure and, and had 50 sows uh, either in a small building or on the ground the way you used to do it, there's an enormous market for every one of those baby pigs. Will that cash flow? Yeah, it, it might would down here. You've got the commodities down there to deal with something like that. that. That's almost, well, that's just antiquated. No, there's not because we're not growing any hogs. And you get to the agritourism and local consumerism, you know, I think that Georgia Grown has helped. Uh, there's a, there is a market for that. Properly managed, there's a, there's a decent cash flow there. And I bet you could, I bet you could make one of those loans. Does that mean, well, I'm going to start at 50 so I can get it 5,000? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know that that's – got to find those niches, find those things where the market will respond favorably so that uh, you're able to service debt pretty quickly. 
But, but the point is finding what the market will respond to, finding what you can adequately handle if you have a second job or what your family's situation is all about. Uh, I'm, um, I think maybe we'll get in talking about crystal ball stuff. Still the most important, most popular thing in my office, and it has been for seven years. We've got to increase protein processing in Georgia. Uh, y'all have got Jones Meats down there that does a wonderful job. Uh, I know uh, uh, new things happening over in Coquit, uh with that facility. Terry Pickles, a good friend, but he uh, had a little transition in that facility to some other people. But there's still room for that. If people want to buy Georgia-grown protein. There's lots of restaurants, lots of Atlanta. You know, when you take uh, uh, Atlanta, Savannah, all these other places, but even y'all are sitting down there with, you know, Tallahassee and Dothan and, and, and everywhere. And I know you've got a great restaurant there on your square that serves a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, uh, local products. That's where young people starting small can really make a difference. Uh, and, and, uh, but I'm hoping we're going to get some processing capacity so that we can improve that, uh, those opportunities. Uh, and that, that actually is another agribusiness opportunity for a young person. Uh, and there's going to be some, uh, really good low interest loans. Uh, I know y'all love to have the business, but you might could partner with some of these federal programs to, so we could increase this, this uh, processing capacity. So it's hard to be a little pinball there and kind of bounce around, but, uh, those are where I do see some opportunity. How, how do we capture more of the value of the commodity we produce? It's just it's still the ongoing. But I think if uh, that next next generation of agriculturalists, that's going to be key to the success of saying that you know I can't just be a price taker. I can't just be a you know produce something that uh, I use all the price protection tools in front of me if I'm in commodity production. But then how can I take parts of those parts of my production and add value to it here? Because those people that like farmers that may not be quite understand farming, you can build those relationships we talked about to start at the first part of the podcast. And, and there's some real profit potential there for the people that will think this thing through. Uh, Commissioner Black, I think that was some really, really good feedback. I enjoyed that. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, these various there are programs that we where we can help farm credit can actually help these uh, people that want to get into these types of ventures. Uh, we can partner with the USDA through their fifty fifty program or their uh, guarantee program. So it's it's our responsibility to help them uh, find those programs where we can hopefully provide them with the capital to get started for uh, ventures that you that you mentioned. So I thought that was some really great feedback, and we we definitely feel like we play a role in that as well. Perfect. Well. Commissioner Black, I believe at this time that is all the questions we have for you today. Um, we greatly appreciate you um, tuning in with us, and we look forward to taking this place or this podcast to higher places. And um, you being one of our first guests has definitely helped. Appreciate y'all. I, I, I know we've y'all, y'all on the on the button here, but please let me say this: the, the farm credit system, South Georgia, and your other two uh, uh, groups here. Uh, in Georgia, man, the, the the families y'all have impacted, the kids that have gotten a ribbon because of you, the 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 students that have gone on to pursue higher education because of of you, the uh, the successful businesses because you have lenders with integrity, 
Uh, you got a great board. Y'all have always been visionary in the way you operate. Uh, is uh, it's not just agriculture that's better because of y'all, but the, this state's better. And uh, I, I, I just, for every kind deed uh, that uh, and the level of support throughout my career I've had with y'all and the farm and the uh, farm credit family, I just uh, want to tell you how much I appreciate that. And I, I think I speak for every Georgian. Well, we appreciate the very kind words, and I, I want to return those same words in the in the way in which you've served us over the past several years. Uh, you're one of the first people that come to mind when I think about Michael coming through here and being down here with sleeves rolled up trying to find a solution. So we appreciate all the support you've given to Southwest Georgia Agricultural over the years and, and uh, look forward to yes, you being sir. a part of that uh, for years to come. We, we, I, I surely do, and uh, thanks for the uh, opportunity here. And if we, we help uh, help with a future one, let us know. But I'm, I'm just uh, looking forward to being back in Southwest Georgia here real soon. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Okay, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Well, y'all, that concludes our podcast today. That was Commissioner Gary Black signing off and sitting with me still as our CEO and President Paxton Portament. Um, to read the transcription of today's podcast, you can visit our website. Make sure you subscribe to get information on our upcoming episodes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for great industry resources. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Billy Billings. <laughs>